Just general growth and advancement. Like I say repeatedly, I'm not a I'm not a self-help guru. I just like to tell my own stories. I recently posted something on social media. And I didn't mean anything negative by it. I didn't mean harm by it. I wasn't looking to start any trouble. I was just posting. I won't go into depth of what I posted, but you know, sometimes people are posting on social media. They're looking to stir up stuff. They're looking to start trouble. They're looking to create some level of uh, acrimony. And I was just posting an experience that, that I had in corporate America. And a good friend reached out to me and he was like, man, you need to take that down. And because I trust this friend, I immediately went and took it down. They explained to me, they were like, you had some responses to it. I don't think that the responses are taking it in the direction that you want it to go. And this is a friend that supports what I do, wants to see me succeed. And I think your good friends, they step in when they see you doing something or they see you in an emotional state or you're coming up a little bit short. Rather, it's deliberate. And a lot of times we don't we don't deliberately put negative energy out there. Sometimes we're just keeping it 100, but it can be perceived, especially um, the, the larger your platform is. I don't, I don't like to call myself a public figure, but I'm a little bit of a public figure in healthcare, especially in managed care because of the show. And every interaction that I have reflects my clients and, and reflects the people that are on my show and reflects my personal brand. And it wasn't, I didn't say anything inflammatory. It wasn't racial. It wasn't profane. I never do anything profane at all. I, I don't allow profanity. I remember when Rampage was on the show and we had, we had an uncensored show that was on Roku. It was hilarious. And some of the language that Rampage used to use on that show was hilarious but definitely not for terrestrial radio. But I want the show to be clean, A, because we do a lot of hip-hop stuff, and there's a misnomer. I remember when, when Do It All, Dupre Kelly was on the show, he talked about now that he's a city councilman in Newark, New Jersey, Brick City, and he said that there's just this stereotype that, A, once I got elected, I'm going to put a lot of rappers on him, put Redman and Tretch and Queen Latifah, and the Rotten Rascals and everyone who who who's a hip hop artist in North Jersey is going to be on the team, which which is not realistic. And then B, Lords of the Underground were were they were never 
a profane trap, whipping the bricks of coke type of rap group. But there is a there's a misnomer and stereotype that if you're involved in hip hop, that you're involved in the trap. You're selling drugs or you support selling drugs or doing drugs. Or some of the things that are even worse that, that the hip hop community at times has has glorified. The treatment of women. Anti-establishment. So Dupre Kelly talked about how he's how he's really trying to show that you can be a former hip hop artist and be about the culture and about that life, but also graduate and say that now as an adult, as as someone who who did the hip hop thing that went on tour, that had success, that had the videos, that that went platinum, all of that stuff. Now I'm doing something different. I'm giving back. I'm a servant leader to my community. And he talked about that. And he talked about taking constructive criticism. And so back to my story, my friend just said, "Hey, you probably want to take that down. That post is not reflecting publicly." my my experiences with you and I don't want you to have a negative perception rather it's one of your clients rather someone that follows your show and I immediately because I trust this person this is a friend and someone that I trust that I respect I immediately took it down I didn't go into the oh man you didn't under you don't understand me I don't mean that that's not what I meant I didn't get sensitive I didn't get pissed off I didn't try to cover my arse I didn't go into a long soliloquy explaining myself. I was like, oh, man, if if that's how you feel, then I'm going to take it down because I trust you and I trust your judgment. And I think that that's important. In my personal growth, as we continue to build with our phenomenal sponsors, and we have some new sponsors that we're going to be rolling in the next couple of weeks. I'm very excited about that. I'm excited about Rise West. When I'm posting, when I'm talking on the gram, when I'm talking on Facebook, when I'm talking on LinkedIn especially, I keep that, I have to keep that into consideration. I'm not just representing James Lewis anymore. And I'm proud to not just be representing James Lewis anymore. I'm proud to be representing our sponsors. I'm proud that I have people that want to brand with me, that trust me, that believe in me, that support me. And so when I'm communicating, I need to be cognizant of that. And keep that in mind because I'm representing more than just myself. And then I think about just my own personal evolution. A lot of us don't want to take constructive criticism. A lot of us have trouble delineating between constructive criticism and rejection. And I think that it's important, especially for the entrepreneur, especially for someone that's trying to advance in their career. I talk a lot about career advancement and what do you have to do to get better in your career. I say the biggest, the biggest turning point for me in my entire career is when I had a boss, once again, someone that I trusted, that believed in me, person that hired me, gave me an executive role, poured into me, gave me all of the back end insider, good old boy network stuff that, that, that he did not have to give to me. He could have made a transaction and said, hey, James, you're here to do a job. You do it, you're gonna be successful. If you don't, you're fired. But this particular boss wanted to pour into me, wanted to see me grow as an individual. It was bigger to him than just me doing well and bringing in risk revenue and the star rating. 
and he told me once he said that hey james you are you are from an operational standpoint i've talked about this before from an operational standpoint you're probably the best person in the entire company you know the subject matter expertise inside and out you're great in the boardroom you're great with presentations but you're not ready to go to the next level and this is why you're not a good leader you throw your teammates under the bus inadvertently by outshining them and making them look silly in the boardroom. And you do it on purpose because you want to make yourself look better than them. But these are the people that you have to work with. You can't be successful without those people. And then the people that report to you, you don't have empathy. You don't manage them as well as you should. You look at them as robots. You keep your head in the clouds above those people. And then the third thing, you don't know anybody in the city. So you don't have any plugs. You don't have any connects. You don't know anybody in government. You got to work on those things. You're, you're a fantastic employee. We're happy to have you. But if you want to get to the next level, you want to be a C-suite, you want to be a CEO, you got to work on those things. You've got to get better. I respected his opinion. I looked up to this person. And I spent time looking to get better at all of those areas where I was weak and I still have improvement. But once you embrace the journey of getting better, you start to grow. And in two years later, you can see the advancement and growth. Don't be scared of constructive criticism. Now I don't mean people criticizing you because they want to tear you down and make you feel bad about yourself because good criticism says, Hey, I saw you doing something or I see something consistent or there's a concern about a weakness that you have. I want to help you get better. Non-constructive criticism is just tearing you down for your weaknesses. They're not helping you to grow. They just want to highlight that you're not good at this. And this is what's holding you back. They're not seeking to pour into you and help you advance. But constructive criticism is, is good. We should be seeking constructive criticism. We have to, in this age of internet, in this age of, of social media tough guys, and everybody has an opinion, everybody has a hot take, whether it's sports or politics or business or religion. And then we have these echo chambers on social media where, where you have the algorithm, you have the engineering that says, I'm going to, if I'm a, if I'm a conservative DeSantis supporter that is an evangelical, everybody that pops up on my feed are going to be individuals who have identified as conservative DeSantis supporting evangelicals. And if I'm a liberal individual that lives in the Northeast and listens to hip hop music and is part of the Black Lives Matter crowd, I'm going to engage with on social media, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, the people that come up in my feed are all individuals that think just like me. They dress like me. They listen to the same music that I listen to. They come from similar backgrounds that I come from similar parts of the country, use the same slang, went to the same schools or no school at all. And you have these echo chambers. Well, when you have these echo chambers, people, you don't get new ideas in, you don't get fresh ideas in. And, and just like, and just like my friend, like I said, I put something out on social media it wasn't intended to be inflammatory. Trust me, if I want to be inflammatory, I could be pretty dang inflammatory. I just put an observation out there. I had a friend that checked me on it. They had my best interest in mind. I listened to the friend and I learned from that friend and I'm grateful 
that I have people in my life that care enough about me, just like my boss, that cared enough about me to give me constructive criticism so I could be a better employee and my friend so I could be a better business owner. We have Isaac Palmer coming in in his Black Men's Health series. And I got, then I got just John and April. John and April have been very, very busy moving and starting school and they have a lot going on. So they haven't been around as much, but, but just John and April are, are dropping in uh, to do a segment and we'll be back. More to Lance J show Paragon seven studios. You are listening to the Lance J radio network. a business owner in the DMV and looking to expand your consumer base, Ward 8 is now accepting applications for an amazing retail project. Incubate the 8 will feature 10,000 square feet of retail space adjacent to the Congress Heights Metro Station and located next to several key entertainment venues in Washington, D.C. To apply, go to www.stelizabetheast.com and peruse the many development initiatives taking place in the Congress Heights neighborhood. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmo Squad. This man was on the track with LL, with LL and and, and Big Smiles. That's that's a legacy. That's hip hop history right there. I should change it to the Rampage show. James Lewis. I'm not going to do that though. You crazy? You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network.